0: Hey listener, we're delighted you're joining us today. Today's guest is Joki, a young, talented creator from the Philippines. Her lead comic, The Onion Villainess, follows the story of a high schooler who one day wakes up as a tragic character from the novel she was reading, a villainous empress who was killed by her own kin. We talk about her foray into comics, from initially using art as an escape, to disproving the notion that readers wouldn't want to read an amateur's work, to building a webcomic with over 100,000 subscribers while still only in high school. We loved her hustle and learning the craft from watching YouTube and making creative TikTok videos to market her comic. She also has a refreshing mindset that helps her avoid burnout while juggling multiple comic projects. We really enjoyed getting to know Joki and hope you enjoy it too. Hey show how are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me here.
0: Of course, we are super excited to have you. Thanks for taking a little bit of time. Uh, And remind everyone, where are you joining us from today?
1: I'm from Philippines, and it's currently 12 a.m. right now and very late, but (laughs) I'm usually more active at night. so
0: Perfect. If I had to do a pod at midnight, it would be a disaster. It's, It's the morning here in California, so I do a lot better in the mornings. But why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Oh, gladly. Um, well, I'm, I'm not very proficient with English, but I will try my best to answer the questions as best as I can. I'm Joki. I just turned 18 this year and currently still in senior high school. I grade comics and art in my free time. All my work so far are The Onion Villainess, Moonfilter and Everlyn Zero, which is currently a work in progress.
0: You speak English much better than I speak any other foreign language. So you have that over <laughs> me at the very least. Uh one of the things I really liked is your uh logo. It it reminded me of a Pikmin, but ca- calling it a Pikmin wouldn't do it justice. How did you come up with that?
1: Yeah, the the cat logo was from because I'm I was in this fandom. I was in this fandom when I was a lot younger and it's called Undertale. And the and the creator of Undertale has this uh like dog. This dog um, pixelated uh, art, pixel, pixel art as as their like, as their character. And my character was basically my my logo was basically inspired from that. Um, if you've like looked it up, if you look like Toby Fox, if you would see that it's pretty similar.
0: So how did you start making uh, comics? What got you into them?
1: Well, it wasn't actually quite long ago that I started getting interested in making comics. I was 16 years old about almost two years ago when I found out that I wanted to make comics. If you go back all the way, when I got interested in making art, I was around 10 years old, drawing in my notebook, and with the only thought in mind that art wasn't going to be a big part of my life. I, I, um, I got into art just like almost how every artist got into art, anime, <laughs> Ooh, and a bunch of childhood cartoons. It was also a a coping mechanism for me back then because I had a lot of, a lot to go through as a child with both of my parents working abroad and me, an only child without any siblings to spend my time with. I was also diagnosed with autism when I was a lot younger so I had a lot of issues with learning and communicating and art helped me kind of escape reality even for a moment. I would make up words in worlds inside my head, characters that are living a happy life. I don't usually make bent arts when I was young. I make art that helps me escape the feeling of being sad and you know something about making worlds and characters with their own stories resonated within me. I wasn't really planning into making comics because I thought it would be impossible under my circumstances because I thought emphasis on thought that no one would want an amateur's work or rather no one would want to read a comic by someone who hasn't started making art profession with me and I was pretty young so I didn't really know anything about publishing a comic I was around 14 or 15 years old when I first read this webtoon original called Tower of god I loved it mm. so much and it also gave me the idea of making a comic I wasn't really, I wasn't still sure if I could actually do it, but then everything changed while I was reading Tower of God. While I was reading Tower of God, I went through the comments and saw people mentioning about Discover, which was the old term for Webtoon Canvas section. They said things like, been here since Discover, and I got curious what uh, what well, it was and asked because I thought this cover was just a web in search search or a recommendation area mm. they said it was a platform where everyone can publish their comic for free without any other shenanigans just make a comic no deadlines no professional skill levels required no need to have a bunch of people working together in one comic and it can be just you and as no nothing teenager, that blew my mind. And I was like, whoa, holy shit, I can't just make a comic and publish it in this website without worrying about anything else. The idea of not having to go through anything professional or just having the will to publish and make a comic is enough to post in this website. Literally just changed my goals in life. I didn't even had anything planned, anything ahead of my life. And this opportunity just showed up right in front of my door. So I grabbed it by the neck and made it my roommate. So, I made my first comic, which, is, which was Moonfilter, then was later followed by Yon and Villainess at the same year.
0: So you talked a bit about how anime, manga, these stories were an escape valve. And I think that's a big reason why people enjoy watching anime, reading manga, manhua. Um, you also then decided to create your own characters and create your own worlds. What about it was the most sort of calming and what did you enjoy about it the most?
1: A lot a lot of it actually when I was when I was a lot younger I used to like you know to think that this this characters that this a lot of these characters resonated to, to my childhood because I watch a lot of I watch a lot of anime and a lot of a lot of um, cartoons and they and a lot of a lot of the characters that I made are just similar from what I from, from from the characters that I've watched back then and when I was young basically the characters that I have made back when I was younger was was a reminder of the characters that I have watched back when I was when I was young so most of the characters somehow resonated with
0: me yeah makes sense in terms of you know being a creator from the Philippines what is that like because obviously a lot of artists especially that do your art style come from Korea or Japan so what has it been like for you to be a creator that has come from the Philippines
1: yeah so I have made a lot of greater friends and have met shockingly quite a lot of fellow filipino creators too it's not unusual it's just something not really mentioned or talked about in majority of the conversation like how people talk about in movies and series but recently a lot of people has taken interest to it just like how what boom white pad boomed a few years ago so being a comic creator here in the Philippines is not extremely foreign anymore like it used to. People from my generation are much more open-minded to it now. A lot of my Filipino friends know I'm a comic writer. And they're all very supportive of it, even my parents and relatives too, actually.
0: I'd love to start talking about your stories a little bit. So, like you said, you started out by making moon filter. So what was it? you were like, okay, there's an opportunity to create webtoons. Uh, how did you start approaching uh, Moon Filter, and what was your process there?
1: So when I first created Moon Filter was when uh, was when I was in a birthday party in McDonald's eating Indian in McDonald's, and well, I was watching I was watching like I was watching like the show and also reading a couple of the comics here and there. Uh, this show, uh, this show was called like the Untamed, and I really liked the the um, the opposite attract attract trope, and that's when I had like the idea for Moonfilter, and it's kind of it was kind of like. Um, inspired by the show that I was watching while I was that was watching that time and I started writing down my ideas for Moonfilter of how I wanted it to go and how, how I wanted it like to unfold all of the, like the secrets and stuff I was I already had an ending by the time uh, by the time I finished eating
0: wow so in that process do you come up with the whole story all at once did you have the characters or like where did you kind of start because it seems like you're able to map things out pretty quickly
1: uh, yeah I mostly start with the story. I mostly start with the story. I don't create the characters first. I mostly start with the idea of the story. And then and then after I finish like the idea of the story I do the like the scripting. I don't even have the names of the characters yet. But I already have like the idea of how many characters that I that I have or need for the story and I do I I mostly do like the character designing the naming last. Um, but but if, the, if, if I have like, if the names have meaning or something like that, I, I, I also include that in story, but, but that, that, usually, uh, that usually just happens whenever, like just, just an idea that pops up while I'm just making this story.
0: And I saw in uh, Moonfilter, you've rewritten this quite a few times. So there's a little bit of a perfectionist streak in you. Can you talk a little bit about what made you go back and say, you know what, this isn't quite where I want it. I want to rewrite the story.
1: Um, it's it's mostly because there's a lot of pressure that it was uh, it was like the self-inflicted pressure. It was a lot of self-inflicted pressure because I thought that my work wasn't quite enough. Like it didn't look good enough. Like it wasn't enough for this kind of amount of viewers and followers at the comic. Um, Moon filter like boomed, boomed the same this, uh, boomed like at the same time that I I've almost like. Posted it like published it like a few months it had like a million a million view, a million views and so i just so i just thought oh, I, I i finally understood what imposter syndrome means
0: <laughs>
1: Like do, do i deserve do i deserve this much followers did, did i just get lucky or what what happened and then, well, eventually I just started, like, to, like, uh, um, understand myself more because with also that happening to the Onion Villainous also hitting, like, 100 million. And, like, the Onion Villainous, I, I started, like, understand myself a bit more because the Onion Villains every time I have a, I've updated Onion Villainous, it always it always was in the top 30 fantasy and at the, at the canvas. I always see it at least there every time I updated, it, I said like, oh, so people actually like my work. It's not because yeah. I was, I got lucky.
0: How, I mean, what was your reaction when you first saw this? Cause I still think back to you saying, oh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll make a webtoon, right? I've been drawing these for two years. Maybe I'll upload it. And you go from that to like two that get a million views what, what was your reaction when you saw that?
1: I easily get nervous, like, as you can see. And I always have, like, this kind of, like, um, battles with myself. Like, did you actually, like, did this? Like, oh, was it was it really you? <laughs> or was it just by luck? Like, everything was luck. Like, I, somehow my, my brain makes, even though, like, there's a positive outcome, somehow my, my brain just manages to find something negative about it.
0: You talked a little bit about were you lucky or not. I will make one thing clear for the reader. Your artwork is incredible. I I mean, seriously, there's things Thank I've seen you. in your artwork that I usually see, you know, when someone is an originals writer and they have other assistants working with them. So if you're like a young, you know, comic creator and you look at your artwork, I think a lot of people will look and be like, you know, that's the standard. That's how good I want to get. How do you think you got so good at like the art and the visual component of creating a webtoon? Um,
1: I didn't really learn it professionally. I was a kid when I tried to learn like learn like you know drawing and stuff. And it was an unorganized mess. I went from like color, but I can't draw good anatomy. I can't draw a good body, but I can't draw hands, I can't draw a face, but I can't color again. It was um it was a complete mess, honestly. But as I grew up, I also started to understand the tutorials that I watched on YouTube more the things that i find uh, that that i didn't find important back then or understand as a child i now know that they are needed things like color theory gesture shapes and form planning thumbnail focal point and so on i still hardly understand it but now i know what to look for when i'm struggling um every everything that I learned was purely from YouTube or even storyboarding I learned from like YouTubers like Procos Cynix Design, Mike Brené and Mike and Mega and maybe with a little touch of ideas from printers. a lot of professionals might not like to hear that but just um, just a reminder you have a freedom in art whether you decide to make it professional or not and I'm still in high school so like I can't go to art college yet and we're talking <sighs> about me learning at practically 10 years old telling a 10 years old that what they're doing is unprofessional. It's like literally telling us, teaching a monkey to talk. They don't get what you mean, but one day they might be able to evolve the same level as you.
0: After uh, Moonfilter, you also went on to create Onion Villainous. So what was your process for coming up with that story?
1: It's um, it's, it's, it's a funny story, actually. I've mentioned this um quite a lot of times because it was kind of made out of nowhere. At first, I made a TikTok of me just drawing fake panels of the main character in a $100 phone that I still own up until now with a free drawing app called Ibis Paint. because I wanted to show that you can draw or make comic with whatever you have as long as you have access on making art. Then a few people in my comment asked me if I'm ever going to release it and asking me what the title is. And even yeah. with a small amount of people asking you if it's going to be official, I was already dumbfounded that I already have an audience on a comic that don't exist. So I decided to myself, um, why not make it exist? And it's it's the only logical thing to do. It was in demand. Um, it also benefits me and the story that's not even idea yet, it was just a random doodle on TikTok. It's the story of how it escalated from it being a random TikTok video Art that I made to a fully drawn and like fleshed out comic because I was so hyper that my ADHD couldn't contain itself and couldn't wait to have this story out. I had to have a template or an idea that already exists. First thought of like, the first thought of um, like the things I wanted to have to be and have like fantasy, reincarnation, magic, father issues, and villainous. So. Those were, were the elements that I wanted to be in a story. And the template that I thought of was Maleficent or Sleeping Beauty itself. The story is not exactly the same, but some of it is inspired from it. Aurora's curse was she, she falls into an eternal slumber along with everyone in the kingdom but Zilda's curse is where she dies and everyone from her empire meets their end too because they're also part of that curse. And the rest of the other inspiration, the readers have to find out on their own. They'll notice when it's a Maleficent inspired scene once they all see it. And well, as for the name, I just thought of it, like, you know, layers, she has this protective layer as a front that no one but eye from what she's actually feeling. But once you like saw the truth from the inside, it brings you into tears, but also because she's going to be pretty brutal and stuff. And I thought it would be funny and catchy that people remember it as that onion villain thingy. Like, it's my story that they first think of if they heard like when someone says, like, um, onion. But yeah, basically, that's how, how um, onion villainess was forged to what it is now.
0: So when you create these stories, Is there a particular audience that you have in mind? Are these stories that you just really, really like as a creator? Do you have friends that you think might like this? Uh, How do you think about who you're creating your work for?
1: No, I don't really, I don't have like, um, I don't really expect something, anything from the audiences. Like I don't really expect anything um, on the audiences. I just wanted to make something familiar and and close to the stories that I like. And I thought maybe people would like what I like too, I also kind of had this view in this world where like everyone is just nice and stuff, completely forgetting the fact that it's <laughs> the internet. So it's a massive, massive awakening to me. Looking through the comments is like a massive roller coaster of emotions. Though I really didn't put much mind in it. I'm not easily bothered by one person telling me I'm not cut out for this. I'm my own person. I just a bit disappointed that some people who might actually mind these comments are getting like this type of replies under their work. There's a difference between saying you suck, you don't deserve your audiences, and saying you're doing well, but there are some things that I think you should improve to make the story a bit better. I believe you'll be able to do it someday. These are both criticisms. One is just completely destructive and one is just... When it's constructive, I don't get why people would rather choose to be an asshole about it than to be nice about it. I completely understand if it's like because of something super offensive, but when it's not even offensive, it's just like they feel like being mean today is absolutely ridiculous. There are are still more nice people than the rude ones. But somehow, our human instincts pay more attention to the negative ones. But at the end of the day, it's your work. You get to decide what you want to do with it.
0: I don't know who has a problem with your work. I feel like I need to go have a word with them or something. But uh, <laughs> I guess we'll save that problem for another day. Uh, I want to talk to you about your TikTok. Uh, you have built a pretty big audience there. It's really funny. It has a lot of you know Genshin uh, memes and material. You, you draw on there as well. Can you talk a little bit about how you built up your TikTok?
1: I didn't really um um give much thought about it. I just thought that maybe like if I posted my art here maybe I get like could get noticed because because um so on like in other in other platforms like it's really hard to like get noticed in other platforms like in Instagram before in Instagram all you have you, what you have to do to like get to get discovered is um, clicking that hashtag button like that the hashtags and no one really like checks the hashtags sometimes like no one really bothered in like checking hashtags well on TikTok um well on TikTok like they just put it in front of your screen and just they just put it in front of your screen and like get to decide whether people like it or not because building an audiences in TikTok is much more easier than in like than in Instagram and in and in like a Twitter because 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 of like the hashtag thing or the like the recommendation thing back then um back then like Instagram didn't really have that kind of like recommendation thing like where they recommend they recommend like the the things that you view the things that they often view and or like or save um, but in TikTok, like they, they have a, they have a pretty good like recommendation system. They just put it in front of the screen, in front of the, like the viewer screen and like they, they get to decide whether they would like it or not.
0: Are there particular things on your TikTok that have performed better than others? Um, I think you did one tutorial, for instance, on how you draw gems that I found really fascinating that did really well, but what sorts of videos tend to do best on your TikTok?
1: It's surprisingly. Um, it's the part where I show my 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 comics, like where I advertise my comics. Like I often show like the progress of how I, I draw or make comics because it also like helps the readers understand that we don't just put magic wand on the screen or give magic a magic blow on the screen to make a comic, and like they enjoy this kind of content a lot too. Um, people get inspired just by watching someone working because this gives them an idea that they can't do it too. So I'm like, mm, eventually I am planning to make a streaming channel on Twitch where I can interact wow. with the viewers while I draw or play games, because I also want them to know me as a person. I haven't really announced it yet because I'm still trying to get used to the streaming thing and talking thing, and I don't really want it to add up to my schedule more because when I want to go to college. So yeah, I think I think the content that works best for me is usually showing my progress or basically just interacting more with the comic viewers more. That's why that's why when like that's why when um webtoon had released the webtoon profile thing, I couldn't contain my excitement and just I just immediately posted something there. Of course I wasn't really expecting it to like constantly notify someone when I post something.
0: You talked about kind of juggling all the things on your plate. You're working on three webtoons right now how do you manage working on all these different projects at the same time
1: oh yeah that was like a tough ride moonfilter was my, for, my first comic comic on went and it also boomed at the first year just like um, dov so there was a lot of self-inflicted self-inflicted pressure and i felt like there was a lot of eyes on me like i had some kind of obligation to entertain all of these people so at first I tried to update both at the same time. But before I could even do that, I stopped. I had to plan on what what I should do without affecting my schedule too much. And making two comics at the same time is pretty hard. The writing, the plotting, (laughs) and constantly drawing and designing the characters almost every day. DOV is a very hard comic to make because of all the constant change of outfits, the hair designs. Um, It was a lot to handle for a a one-month project. Especially, especially, especially when I have other things outside of making content. I'm not just constantly making comics. I also have other important stuff to do, like you know, passing my exams. Moonfilter was pretty much a breeze to make compared to the owner villainous because I don't constantly have to worry about the details on the dress and the extravagant outfits that they wear. The characters on Moonfilter only wears like the same thing, which is their school uniform. So, mo- making Moonfilter is sort of the, um, is sort of like a rest from creating uh, TOV. So I, I. So if I ever have much free time, I'd probably like update Moon Filter more frequently with longer episodes.
0: And do you have any advice for someone who's looking to juggle all these different works? Uh don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't even try. It's too hard.
1: No. Yeah. It's, it takes a lot of time and effort, like to make all of this at the same time, especially when when you when you have other things to attend to in your real life, uh, other than making like, comic, like comic is just a hobby for me. Like it's just a hobby. It's not it's not a work. It's not like it's just like a hobby. I don't know why I'm, I don't know sometimes why I'm focusing on it too much. You shouldn't shouldn't really stress yourself out with trying to like get everything out there as as soon as possible. It's extremely hard. I just have ADHD.
0: <laughs> You've talked about this theme about. Treating your comic making as a hobby and not as a profession. Now, there are obviously some artists out there that they're like, hey, I want this to be my full time job. It doesn't seem like you have that goal, at least for right now. So, can you talk a little bit about why you've adapted this mentality and how it translates to your work being so good?
1: Um, Ever since I was young, basically, um, drawing was basically just a hobby. It was just like, it was not something that I wanted professionally before when I was young but as I grew up I decided that maybe I would I would want I would I might want to make it as like a professional but when I started to have that kind of mindset like it has it's now an obligation rather than something that I do for fun it stresses me out like basically just stresses me out I didn't want to feel obligated of to make it I want to make it because I'm having fun of making it But um because I didn't want making comics to be something to be like a job i wanted i don't i didn't want it to be an obligation
0: you've talked a lot about the fact that you know making comics is a hobby of yours what else do you do to kind of keep yourself healthy and happy we've talked to a lot of creators who do get burned out because they're working on very very tight schedules um it's physically demanding as well to be sitting at a desk and drawing full time there's a lot of motion involved so what do you do to like kind of balance your life and uh And make sure you create the space you need to stay healthy
1: um i decided that i don't want like i don't really um need to make comic as like an obligation so i don't really force the idea of like constantly posting posting episodes every day like every single week i don't i didn't really give that kind of obligation to myself because I didn't want to one day get burned out and completely have loose interest in making art.
0: So you mentioned you're in high school now and you're producing, you know, comics with a million views in high school. No big deal. Uh, what do you want to do uh, with your future?
1: I've already planned what I'm going to do with future, um, but I've already like seen comic being making comics, being a part of it. But I haven't really like decided completely on it. Because you know I didn't again I didn't really want to make a comic as like a job. I wanted it to be like just a hobby something that I do for fun and I wanted to keep it that way so I wouldn't I would never like lose interest in it but maybe one day it will became like it will became my, my my full-time job maybe one day, but I still haven't really thought about about it yet
0: There's a lot of hype around Evelyn zero. you have a teaser up on webtoon and that already has a ton of subscribers so do you have a little bit of a tease of one that may come out
1: uh, I don't really plan on making more comics again because <laughs> and I don't really plan on making more comics right now but eventually maybe in the future I will make more comics because I didn't really want to end my journey to like just three uh, just posting like three comics I wanted to be at least like have at least maybe five or ten comics in my entire lifetime but I made like five or ten comics that are all that are all pretty successful I just I just want one like something like something out there like a legacy or something before I like Go away, <laughs> something like that.
0: So when you said in the trailer not coming soon, you weren't joking. We have to wait a little bit for that one, which is okay.
1: It will be coming soon because because Evelyn Zero is actually a submission for the contest that's currently going in webtoon right now. Wonderful. And I'm going to post like the first like the first episode, uh, which is like it's the first episode for the the uh, the contents.
0: What advice would you give to a young comic creator that's looking to create their first comic?
1: So my advice for like young or old, if you just started, it doesn't really matter. Just keep, just keep it, keep everything, keep it easy. You don't have to like force, force yourself to learn immediately. Like everything um, goes slowly.
0: I love that advice. Are you ready to close things out with our rapid fire question round? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So which fictional character best describes your personality?
1: It's but not in English. I'm, i I'm, I'm very, am very talkative and very like you know open to my friends. Like I keep, I mostly, I mostly like, mostly like treasure, the treasure like you know treasure like something. I have like something that I treasure, but it's not that obvious. But yeah, yeah, you know, somewhere, somewhere along the lines.
0: What are three webtoons that you would take with you on a desert island?
1: On a desert island, oh, um, there's a lot. But I'll pick the ones that I've that I've like and I'm I really like. <laughs> um, I like the omniscient reader, readers point of view. I would read that like even in my dead bed, I would read that, read that story and Tower of God. Also, the Empress, the remarried Empress. Yeah, I love mm, that one.
0: Yeah. If you could pick any creator to have dinner with, who would it be?
1: A oh, creator who has dinner with? It's the creator, it's the creator of of an ordinary she she, she's a, she looks very like a chill person like she, she's like a, she seems like a down to earth person
0: <laughs> what's your favorite scene from any webtoon that you've read like what comes to your mind
1: okay my favorite scene from a webtoon is um is from Tower of God and it was when like Bam showed up as a villain it it was not a villain but he showed up his friends like thought of him as as some kind of villain like he was misunderstood it was misunderstood at some point and like basically that that was my favorite favorite scene
0: and finally what uh, fictional character would you want to have dinner with? Kun. (laughs) Kun again
1: (laughs) yes absolutely like if you have seen my Instagram it's just full of his face in there Back when I was like starting to get interested in comics, it was just full. It was just Tower of God this, Tower of God that. I had like you know draw, like draw like draw like a lot of Tower of God stuff back then. I was a really big fan of Tower of God.
0: Well, show thanks so much for taking some time. And listener, check out Moon Filter, Check out the Onion Villainess. Uh, check out Evelyn Zero when it comes out as because of this webtoon contest. Uh, you can find Shochi on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, and other social media and once again show thank you so much for taking the time to join us Uh,
1: thank you for having me
0: thank you for joining us today if you have any feedback or want to be featured as our next guest please write to us at pixels and panels pod at gmail.com if you enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe like or give us a five-star rating see you all next week